Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. This is Earl Stewart Live. You were just looking to, listening to Earl Stewart Recorded. This is a live show. I gotta stop saying that because when we have a rerun... I kill it by saying it was a live show, but I'll worry about that some other time. So is South this a, Florida is, is, is this a, a rerun? I beg your pardon. Is, is this a rerun? Uh, yes, it is. I think no, it's not. It's a winter wonderland here in South Florida, and uh, uh, that big uh, cold front's coming in on us. Not cold for you guys up north, and we are all over. So I have to remember uh, we're we're reaching a lot of people in much colder areas in South Florida, but. It was uh, about 40 degrees uh, this morning where I live, and it was in the high 30s in other areas in South Florida, and it's going down even lower. So we got cold. But here we are to bring you a nice warm show, help you out during this uh, unprecedented time in our automotive history of buying cars, retailing cars. Uh, it's, it's very, very difficult out there uh, to find any kind of a car that you want to buy and when you find one, you're, gonna, you're not going to find a price that you want to pay. That goes for newer used cars. You may already know that. If you don't, you really should. You have to be extra careful now. And, you know, before the show came on the air, uh, I mean, uh, back, you know, in the dark ages, we were, we've been on for close to 20 years, uh, it, it was pretty bad buying a car then. It was very difficult uh, to... Uh, negotiate a price and get a fair deal on financing and trade-in values. And This show's been around for a long time. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or pat uh, all of us here in the studio on the back by saying we're doing an extraordinarily valuable service now, but we are. Uh, it's even more necessary. We, we advise you that you should not buy a new or used car today. Now, some of you out there know that I'm a car dealer. I've been a car dealer for a long time. I still am a car dealer. I have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach. Let me say, this is not an infomercial. I'm not here to sell you Toyotas or sell you cars from my dealership. This show is strictly consumer advocacy to help you. So, you heard me right. I still say you shouldn't buy a car, not from me, not from anybody today. Uh, you will find that car dealers are charging you many thousands of dollars over manufacturer's suggested retail price, MSRP. And uh, the interesting thing about it is they're not even being timid about it. They're telling you, which in a way is refreshing, because pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, uh, pre-microchip shortage in this a uh, huge high-demand, low-supply situation we have in the world on cars, they led you to believe that you're getting a price that you weren't, 
they let you believe that you're buying a car oftentimes near their cost or maybe even below their cost. It was a bait and switch. Really a nasty way to do business. Today, uh, ironically, they're being honest with you. You come into the car dealership and they say, look, we only got one. <laughs> you, know, you want to buy a Nissan Altima? We have one. You want to buy a Honda Accord? We have two. You know, they don't have inventory. And they say, uh, we're charging uh, less over MSRP. In other words, they'll say, I'll sell you a car for only 5000 over MSRP. That, that reminded me of the day back when we used to have a dealer fee, and that was our claim to fame. We had a smallest dealer fee in town. <laughs> yeah. still a dealer fee. Exactly, yeah. And some dealers still say that. So I read an article in Automotive News. That's a trade journal for the car dealers and for the manufacturers. And um, Cox, uh, the newspaper uh, media chain, uh, did a survey, and they found that the buyer satisfaction for car buyers in 2021 was actually a little higher than it was pre-COVID. And uh, I'm saying, what? <laughs> the, car, the, the car buyers now are paying literally thousands of dollars over sticker MSRP. Now, how can they be happy about that? Well, you know, I guess people feel happy even though they pay a high price as long as you're being honest about it. And to one degree or another, the dealers are being relatively honest compared to the uh, pre-COVID situation. And they're saying, you know, we got you. We uh, mystery shopped one car dealership where on the door it said, uh, the car that you think about buying today will be bought after you walk out the door uh, tomorrow. I mean, words to that effect. By the person who was thinking about it yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're telling you the truth. Uh, if you want to buy a car today uh, and you go into a car dealership, uh, you just have to find out how many thousands of dollars you're willing to pay over full sticker price. And uh, that's, that's the kind of thing we need to talk about. Anyway, uh, the point I'm making is that if you've ever listened to the show and, and, you, and you've ever uh, heard our suggestions and recommendations and you do have to buy a car today, and some people do. And to be honest, some people just want to. Nancy and I were talking in the car on the way in, and we've talked to people, and we say, hey, why don't you wait a few months? And, uh, and they don't. Uh, they don't have to buy a car, but they want to buy a car. I mean, let's face it, buying a new car, or for that matter, uh, you know, the used car you want to buy, is an exciting, emotional thing. People want cars. That's why you said I'm a car dealer. I love uh, selling cars. People want to buy them. Cars are fun, and uh, uh, they're part of our lives in America, especially. Most people in America, you think about, you know, if I really arrive, I really make it, I want to have my own home and my own car. And sometimes the car is more important than the home. Uh, so here we are, and uh, we've got a studio uh, full of experts. I've got Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to my left here in the studio. And uh, she is uh, a strong advocate for the female buyer. Uh, we all realize that uh, the, the ladies in the audience are different in the way they buy a car. They think differently about it. Uh, they are more demanding. They actually are more analytical. And uh, oftentimes they're not looked upon seriously and they're taken advantage of. 
Uh, that's the reason Nancy has uh, a special program that she's going to offer in a minute uh, to any lady buyer or I mean, intending buyer or whatever uh, that calls the dealer calls the show uh, for the first time. First time new female callers. She has a special offer for. Uh, and to my right is Rick Kearney, who is our certified master diagnostic technician. And we, we focus too much oftentimes on, on buying cars uh, instead of maintaining and repairing, uh, especially in today's climate when I'm saying don't buy a car. What you should be doing is taking better care of the car you have. Be sure that it can run well for you, that it can serve you well for another six months or a year. And then if you want to buy a car, buy a car then. Rick will tell you how to avoid expensive repairs and how to be sure if you have to have a repair that you get the best price and maybe how you can actually fix the car yourself. Uh, there are a lot of things that you could do that uh, you don't have to pay anybody for, or you can have it, uh, you know, we'll tell you uh, that the problem you're worried about isn't that serious. You can have a little adjustment you can make. So uh, Rick Kearney, uh, if you call the show at 877-960-9960, that's 877-960-9960, Nancy Stewart, on my left, give her a call, same number, 877-960-9960. Now, of course, we're on Facebook, Earl Stewart on Cars, forward slash, I'm sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And we have an anonymous feedback line, uh, something unique you may have never heard of unless you listen to the show. It's a URL, it's a web address, youranonymousfeedback.com, just the way it sounds. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, anonymousfeedback.com. You go on that URL, you send us a question, a comment, anything you want to say, you're totally anonymous. We don't know who you are. Uh, we get a lot of feedback that way. People, eh, they don't want to chit-chat, they don't want their name used. Uh, or maybe they have something to say they're afraid uh, would elicit a response they wouldn't like to have. I don't care what your motivation is. A lot of people prefer anonymity. And if you like that, tell us what's on your mind. Youranonymousfeedback.com uh, We also have uh, our website you can go to. That's EarlOnCars.com And uh, a lot of what we say on the show is right there. It's a wealth of information. If you haven't got time to listen to the show, write that down, EarlOnCars.com. Uh, click on that website, and you'll find a lot of things that uh, will help you out, whether you're leasing, buying, maintaining, or repairing. I'm going to pass the microphone. Oh, I forgot, forgot my son, my son Stu. He's sitting over there. Stu is our uh, cyber master. He's, our, he's also our mystery shopping expert, and uh, we send and dispatch mystery shoppers out into the uh, cold. Today it really is the cold. <laughs> and they try to buy a car, pretend to try to buy a car, lease a car, and uh, we report back to you. So a lot of times we are doing dealers in South Florida. Uh, we have a mystery shopper that ventures all over the U.S. now. We've had Tennessee, Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, we, uh, we'll be stretching out even further. But we actually will report that back to you exactly the way it happens. We maintain a list of good dealers and bad dealers. And the ones that pass our test on the mystery shopping report go on our good dealer list. The ones that don't go on our bad dealer list. And you can read that anytime you want to at 
www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. Or is it Florida Good Dealer? Just Good Dealer, Bad Dealer List. Just Good Dealer, Bad Dealer List.com. So uh, we'll have a mystery shopping report coming up uh, toward the end of the show. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, it's probably the most entertaining thing that we do, probably the most educational thing we do. Real live dealership. We name the dealership. We name the managers, the salespeople. The only one we don't name is our mystery shopper. Uh, we refer to her as Agent Lightning, and we also have a mail shopper, Agent Thunder, and uh, occasionally we have other shoppers. But we use pseudonyms naturally, so they don't get busted or, or uh, you know, confronted when they walk into a car dealership. Now, uh, Nancy Stewart, sitting on my left, will tell you about that special offer I alluded to earlier for you first-time female callers, and uh, also a few other things. Good morning, folks. We're here for you. The show is all about each and every one of you and how we strive to protect you out there in the minefield. It's very important to us, and I think that you pick up the vibes every single Saturday morning, and uh, we, we're true to you, uh, kind of like Consumer Report. And uh, we just want to remind you and let you know. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we'd like to extend a small gift to the ladies, the first two new lady callers. Give us a call. You can win yourself $50 this morning. First two new lady callers. Tell us about your, well, maybe your hesitation to purchase a car today in light of the environment we're living in. Maybe you uh, want to share your story about service. We'd like to hear from you. 877-960-9960. And uh, also, there's a, a very, very important website, uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago, about this crazy environment we're living in and the car dealers taking advantage of the consumer. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, is kind of like a Easter egg hunt looking for that MSRP. So, with all of that said, that website is www.floridaprotectingcarbuyers.com. Jot it down. You need it. You definitely need to take a look at that website. And uh, Earl uh, rewrote uh, the uh, well, uh, all of the. Uh, blah, 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 that yeah. they have to confuse you. And he broke it down, especially for you. So you can pull that column up at Erlon Cars. And that column is how to know if a Florida car dealer is breaking the law. And boy, there's a lot of shenanigans out there, as Jonathan would say. We are going to go to our first female caller. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. May I have your name? Renee. Renee? Renee in Jupiter. Renee in Jupiter, welcome to the show. You just won yourself $50. Welcome. Thank you. If you'll give... My question, Nancy, is about nitrogen tires. Okay. I have a friend that needs to replace her tires... And the question we have is, does it have to be with nitrogen tires? And if not, will the car's computer be affected 
Not at all. Showing the, the air pressure in the new tires. Um, yeah, you know, first of all, I, I'm going to answer, then I'm going to turn it over uh, to our panel here, let them, you know, kind of chime in. Uh, nitrogen is definitely uh, a, a ripoff, and there's a lot of car dealers that are really taking advantage of just one more fee that they can charge you, and they can convince you that uh, your tires are going to fall apart or the world's going to end. No to nitrogen, Earl. Yeah, it's uh, That's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, advise your friend. Now, uh, to specifically answer your question, you don't need to buy any type of uh, tire that will accept or reject it. You can put nitrogen in any tire. It's just worthless. And uh, Consumer Reports did a uh, study on it not too long ago and came up with the fact that there is zero value to adding nitrogen to these tires. Rick, do uh, uh, you have any, for, any comments on that? Uh, the only thing to say is that with today and the next couple of days getting some rather cold air that we're not normally used to, Normal natural physics, as temperatures go down, pressures go down as well. That's, that's just physics. And so your tire pressures are going to go down a little bit because of that colder air. And it may turn on that tire warning light. It's not something to be worried about. It's just stop in at a local gas station or service station and add a little bit of air back to your tires. Check your tire pressures. Just make sure they're up to where they should be according to the sticker on the door jam of your car. And as you and so you, you got your answer to your question, Renee. Nitrogen is not necessary, and your friend should buy whatever tires uh, she thinks are best. Actually, I'd refer to Consumer Reports uh, to buy a, a quality tire at a fair price, but uh, nitrogen is something that the car dealers came up with to make money, and the tire sellers don't even recommend nitrogen. So nobody recommends uh, nitrogen yeah. except car dealers. It, it, well, yeah. there's well, there's someone who recommends there's someone who recommends nitrogen, and I don't know. Uh, maybe you are well going to race in the Daytona 500, uh, and you probably would need need that nitrogen. Uh, but you sound like a smart consumer. And and no, the computer won't be pro it won't have any problems with the computer. It will cause absolutely no change. Yeah, we've answered the questions. And she hey, gets well, idea. thank you so yeah. much for calling. We thank you. For we the appreciate the input from the ladies. Spread the word. Also, leave your contact information, and I'll get that check out to you for fifty dollars. How's that sound? All right. Thank you so much, Nancy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to go to Marty, who's holding. Good morning, Marty. Welcome to the show. Hi. I have a question for either Earl or Stu. Uh, I got rid of my lease, which was a Toyota lease for a Honda, and the Honda dealer bought the car. I was told now that you cannot sell your car to, like, a third party anymore and that you have to either go back. If you have a Toyota, you got to go back to a Toyota dealer if you're not going to buy the car yourself. I just want to know if that's true or not. Well, in the case of uh, Toyota and Southeast Toyota, uh, it's not really true. You have to go through a dealer. Uh, they, they'll only provide a, um, the payoff to the, to the manufacturing dealer, so you can go to another Toyota dealer. But if you went to a Honda dealership, they wouldn't give the payoff to the Honda dealer. So you can sell it to a third party. They're just making it um, difficult to do so. Oh, 
Now, in other words, are you saying that I would, in other words, have to buy the car myself and then trade it in or then try to sell it? Um, well, you could exercise your option to buy um, buy it out, um, or you could use that equity as a, as part of a trade-in on a new car. Um, but <clears throat> the only way, you're, if you went somewhere to buy a car, let's say you went to um, Edmore's Honda and you wanted to trade in uh, your Toyota or just uh, they wouldn't give the... Um, the payoff to them, so you, you have to go to some some Toyota dealership. All right, but I mean, in other words, if I get the payoff, let's yeah. say they would give it to me personally. Yes, since I have the car, can I just tell the yes, uh, Honda dealer that yes. they had the payoff? Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not pro- prohibiting as long as they're getting their uh, the payoff uh, and the residual value. They don't they don't care who buys it. They're just trying to help their dealers by steering customers back to the dealers. Uh, lessening choice for the customers and, and giving an advantage to the Toyota dealers. And Marty, if, uh, if you read my latest blog, and the steward, Nancy, you can get that exact title to that blog. I address that issue exactly. And uh, uh, some manufacturers, you can, uh, depending on the manufacturer, more of the manufacturers now uh, will actually uh, deal directly with you if you want to buy the car. And uh, it didn't used to be that way. You used to always have to go through dealers, and dealers were adding uh, whatever they wanted to. I mean, hidden fees to the uh, to the price. They would be the middleman to allow you to buy your lease car back. But in most cases now, if you're near the end of the, your lease or at the end of the, your lease, uh, the residual value is a bargain, and you can you can deal directly with Toyota, Southeast Toyota, and I think Ally Finance. And some others, but that's in that's in my uh, latest blog, and we're uh, t- we're scrambling around now to get the title of that. Oh, I got that for you. It's uh, called "Leasing or Owning a Vehicle Today is a Valuable Hedge When Buying or Leasing Another Vehicle." Yeah, it's a valuable hedge, Marty, because it's worth a lot more on the market value than what the residual. And if you have to buy another car or lease another car, you should have taken advantage of that a low price you can buy it for. That way, it kind of offsets the cost of an extra high price you're going to pay if you buy another car or if you lease another car. So if you can make three or $4,000 on your lease that you buy back and supply that three or $4,000 as a down payment on your next lease or apply that uh, to the purchase of a, a car that's going to be overpriced, it kind of mitigates the extreme cost you're going to have today if you buy or lease a car. Yeah, because my deal that I did was back in April uh-huh. of 21, and it, apparently they changed the rules. Yes. Because in April they let you know they let me do it without any problem. Yeah, that that happened over the summer. Oh, okay. All right. Good well, question, right Martin. I'm not ready to get. I'm not. My wife's lease is still got. Uh, two years from this coming April, so we got a while to think about it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, you're lucky because you're paying a good price now. I mean, your your, your lease payment is a fair one, and uh, by the time you're ready to trade uh, or lease another car, uh, prices are going to be way down. I mean, uh, we everybody thought prices were going to come down sooner than they did. They're coming down much slower, but they are coming down a little bit. And in two years, I promise you, it's going to be a great time to buy a car. There's no way uh, the shortage supply will last. Typically, when you have shortages, ups and downs, whether it's a stock market or whatever product you're buying or selling, uh, every uh, markets always overreact. 
and uh, it'll overreact for low prices just like it overreacted for high prices. So you're in the driver's seat. Two years is a good time. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Marty. Marty. Thank you for the call, Marty. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for you. Yes, for you. Guess what? <laughs> what a great show. And you know why? All of our opinions, all of our advice, all these answers that you get from Stu, uh, from, from Rick, from Earl, from myself, it's free. No strings attached. 877-960-9960. And don't forget, www youranonymousfeedback.com We are going to go to Sarah who's in Boynton Beach. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I, I did mention I was going to tell you a story today and it's a short story and it's just meant for to be funny, but it's not funny. This is a reality that happened last Saturday. Mm. I had a I was driving. I had a a low, flat kind of tire. So I was going, uh, not in the way of BJ's, I went to the place I go to. I ended up having to go to Tire Kingdom. I had a nail in my tire. So um, I left it there and was picked up in two hours to go back. I came home and the following day, Sunday, I went to walk a dog. My tire was flat. I went put air in it, came back home. Would you believe that that screw was still in my tire. They gave me a new valve. I don't know why. The whole thing was $47 for what I don't know. So I went back in the morning. I was there at 7 o'clock. They said they opened at 7, but really not. And um, they then fixed my tire for nothing, of course, but what a headache. (laughs) That was crazy situation. You might have gotten a nail in the same hole in the same spot. Maybe that happened? Okay, never mind. I know. <laughs> I like that. That was a nice thought, Stu. <laughs> just, just thinking. Anyway, yeah. I want to tell you all, your show is amazing. That Thank is you. an amazing story, Sarah. Sarah, were they surprised to see you when you came back? <laughs> he just didn't. He couldn't believe he saw me. Didn't know why. Did they run? They didn't have any? Pardon? Did they run? <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. Kill him with kindness. Baffle him with bullshit. You know how that goes. That's right. No. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for being part <laughs> of the show. Have a good day. See you tomorrow morning. Thank. Bye-bye. Oh, very good. I hope we see you. Okay. <laughs> we'll I'm have our snowsuits on. Well. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. I hope you have gloves and scarves and all that, too. Great. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story uh, that is precipitated by Sarah's story about Tire Kingdom. Uh, three or four years ago, maybe longer. Uh, we did a uh, mystery shop of a, a, a tire kingdom, and it was uh, it was uh, not a good shop, and uh, there were some things done that weren't proper, and we reported it, and uh, as a result of that, uh, I got a call from, and actually a letter from the president of the tire kingdom, and uh, it was actually quite a bit after we ran the mystery shopping report, and he wanted to assure me that. Uh, uh, this problem had been remedied, and the, the article I wrote had run again, and they don't do that anymore. Uh, it was a bait-and-switch kind of a thing. So uh, I apologized and uh, said I'm glad to hear that. I didn't know it had run again, 
and I will check with the newspaper to see that if we do a rerun, we won't rerun that one. Well, somebody reran it again, and I just got a, I had another letter, uh, you know, threatening legal action from Tire Kingdom. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I forgot about it until just now when Sarah called. So, yeah, the point is, uh, uh, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. You go in, people make mistakes, and sometimes the mistakes they make are, you know, whether they're intended or accidental or uh, uh, nobody's perfect. So we report these uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Buyer beware. You go into Tire Kingdom and be careful. Uh, you go into any car dealer, be careful. doesn't mean that the car dealer or the owner or the president of the company or anybody else is a crook. It just means that when you have a bunch of people working for you and you're paying them on commission, which Tire Kingdom probably does, just like all car dealers, you pay somebody a percent of the price of the of the product they're selling, uh, you have to keep an eye on them. You know, inspect Definitely. what you expect. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go, what you do, you've got to stay focused, yeah. you've got to yeah. stay knowledgeable, you've got to stay alert. No okay. matter where you go, there's good stories, there's bad stories, just like there's good dealers, bad dealers uh, that we have posted on Erlon Cars. I have a great story about Tire Kingdom. It happened probably about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Uh, but uh, I ended up at Tire Kingdom. I was stuck. It was an emergency. I really needed help. They couldn't uh, do any more than, than what they did, and they paid attention to me. They took a look at my tire. They made sure I was safe on the road, and it was a great experience. And guess what? They didn't charge me a dime. So it was just a, a, a moment that there was an emergency. I needed taking care of my tire, and they took care of it. And uh, that was in, uh, I think that may have been Juno. I'm not sure. That was because you, you were wearing your Earl's Vigilante hat. Excuse me? You were wearing your Earl's Vigilante hat. That's why they took care of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start wearing that hat. Folks, 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Rick um, is in charge of YouTube. Uh, there's a number of ways to get in touch with us. And as I said earlier, free, free, honest advice for you because we're here for you. And that's what the show is all about. And don't forget that website that I gave you about the car dealers. They're crazy. They're even crazier today. I think they're wearing the crazy hats. <laughs> Just to warn you when you walk in, www.floridalawprotecting.com carbuyers.com take advantage of that now back to the recovering car dealer well let's get to a text or youtube yeah. anybody got any text or youtube yeah. too we got a text from Marie waiting for us here oh good morning Marie. good morning and Marie says good morning i hope everyone is safe warm and healthy i've got a question about older technology today why don't both um, original equipment incandescent headlights or taillights fail at the same time thanks Marie. Well, I, I'm not, I, Rick, before you answer that, it, it's called uh, random. Uh, you have uh, uh, any, any product is manufactured. There's no two headlamps that are exactly alike, even though they have the same number and they're for the exact same year, make, model car. And that goes for everything on the car. All mechanical things are just a little bit different. Light bulbs in your house, you can go into Home Depot and buy 20 light bulbs and put them in 20 lamps 
and they're not all going to fail at the same time. So same thing with incandescent uh, uh, headlamps. Chaos theory. Exactly. Oh, it goes go. down to uh, quantum stuff happening at a very, very small <clears throat> level that we, don't, we yeah. don't get to see. And if we could see it, our minds would explode. All right, just kidding. <laughs> Actually, we have a uh, text that uh, came in from uh, on Facebook. It's from Lee, and he says, what's going to happen in a few months or years when the cars are being built now, waiting for components arrive and flood the dealerships with inventory? Um, just to answer that, there is such a big backlog of, of orders and demand that as inventory um, and production increases and these cars are made available to sell, these, these existing orders will be filled and eventually dealer stocks will start to build up again. It's not going to be like a, a sudden f floodgate is going to be released uh, you know, with, with millions of cars and, and now we're, we're stocked up again. It's going to take a while before the inventory is built up again, um, but it's going to be a gradual, uh, gradual thing. And there's a law that requires manufacturers when they discontinue a part or a car of that part that they continue to maintain an inventory for a period of, mm -hmm. Rick probably knows the answer, is it five years? Ten. Ten, ten years. years. Ten years. So minimum. Uh, even when Oldsmobile disappeared uh, and when Pontiac disappeared, the federal law required General Motors to have parts available for Oldsmobiles for another ten years from the date they went out of business. So you're protecting someone. And after that, uh, there's a huge resource out there. We have we have a lot of used port, uh, used parts sources, uh, and uh, you know they get them from wrecked cars. They get them from older cars. Uh, it's digitalized, computerized now, and we're always amazed at the parts we can find when we can't get one from the manufacturer. Uh, it's almost unheard of that any particular part is not available somewhere. And you might have to pay a little bit more for it, but they're available. There you go. All right. Uh, you got any YouTube comments over there? We actually have one interesting one from Negan One. I'll just kind of paraphrase it because we've kind of been discussing it back and forth. His comment was to what will happen with the increase of electric vehicles on the roads as they're not using gasoline, the states are not getting the gas taxes, how are they going to pay for the roads? Well, they'll raise some other taxes. <laughs> exactly. Like California, I know, has increased <laughs> yeah. registration costs for electric vehicles. Yeah. And Negan one brought up an interesting comment, the idea that well, that's a little unfair to someone who doesn't drive a whole lot versus someone who drives continuously. They're both paying a massive increase in registration. Yeah. One is overpaying, one is underpaying. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the politicians are saying that's the reason they should tax electric cars. So they say, why should the gas-consuming cars have to absorb all the costs? Why does if people are buying hybrids or buying all electric cars? And, of course, you hate to tax something that you're trying to promote, uh, you incentivize uh, buying electric cars, and uh, it's always controversy. But one thing I never worry about is how the government's going to get our money. They always figure out a way to get our money. That's so, for sure. So I wouldn't worry about that at all. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. 877-960-9960 <laughs> or text us at 772-497-6530. I believe uh, by the look on Stu's face... Um, he has some text, but we just got a call. Right. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Phil, who's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Phil. Welcome to the show. Good morning. 
Uh, just had a situation come up that I think may kind of amuse you a little bit. I was looking for a Lexus, and I went to Palm Beach Lexus. And to get a car on their allotment signed to me, you had to put down a deposit of $5,000 Wow! just just to have to hold a seat. So I went down to J&M Lexus down in Margate. Is that absolutely nothing? They don't charge anything to get on their list. They, they charge MSRP, mm-hmm. and there's no dealer markup of any kind at JM Lexus. Yeah. Well, you just named uh, our favorite Lexus dealer. Uh, we re- we've been recommending JM for a long time. And just uh, for information purposes, in case you don't already know, JM Lexus is owned by uh, the Jim Moran Foundation, the Jim Moran, uh, whatever you want to call it. Jim Moran was the founder of the Toyota distribu- distributorship in uh, southeast United States. He was also one of the most famous car dealers of all time, uh, originally out of Chicago. At one time, he was the largest uh, Ford dealer in the world, and he was the largest, uh, uh, there was another, uh, Hudson? <laughs> he, he goes way back. But uh, uh, J.M. Lexus is the largest Lexus dealer in the world, and they also operate best, uh, most honest. The prices are fair. They have a very small dealer fee, but not much. And as Phil, as you just said, you can order a car. They're not going to charge you $5,000, hold your feet to the fire, make you take delivery. If you change your mind, they'll order it for you anyway. So, And you get a fair price. Let me tell you, Lexus is, uh, particularly JM Lexus, but all the Lexus dealers are one of the few uh, car dealerships that are charging only sticker. If you can buy a car today for MSRP without any hidden fees and dealer-installed accessories, you're getting the best deal you're going to get, which is a lot of money. MSRP is a lot of money, but if you want the car, uh, you're going to get a, a fair play from J.M. Lexus. Thanks for the call, Phil. But have you ever heard a dealer charging that kind of money, though, just to get, get on the list like Palm Beach, the dealer did? I mean, $5,000, is that kind of exorbitant? I mean... That's a lot. It's hard to believe. Yeah, that is a lot. Uh, there's a uh, one thing. Anytime you put a deposit on any car, if you're a Florida resident in another state, they have different laws. In Florida, uh, if you uh, your deposit is only refundable if it's stated so in writing on your receipt. So when you get a receipt, you don't want to take a salesman's business card as a receipt for your deposit. You always want to get a company receipt from the dealership. And you look at the uh, print on the dealership, on the uh, receipt, and it says refundable. In Florida, that means you can get your your money back. If it isn't, then you're committed, and uh, they could give you a big argument. And I don't know if it would hold up in court, but you would sure have to probably hire a lawyer to get your money back. So uh, uh, most Florida dealers uh, will honor that. Some don't. You need to read your receipt. Okay. Well, thanks for the information. Appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. Stay warm out there. Hope to hear from you again, Phil. Thanks for calling the show, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now we're going to go back to Stu. Okay. We have some anonymous feedback that came in while we were busy working the past week. Uh, The most recent one came in. Um, it's about our um, our most I think it's our most viewed video. It's Rick's video about how to free a lock steering wheel, which has got like over oh, yeah. a million huh. something, something views. Congratulations! Uh, regarding your video on how to free a lock steering wheel, uh, tow trucks can still tow your vehicle if your wheels are turned. 
the best way to prevent a tow truck from taking your car. Either pay your car payment or don't park illegally. <laughs> it's interesting. I think, listen, tow trucks can get you no matter how you park your, turn your wheels or park your car because they will drag your car. You know, your, your wheels will be pointed one way and they could be pulling it the other way. And uh, so that's, uh, and they can damage your car too. I mean, a lot of damage can happen. Like, you're probably better off not trying to do that, make it easier for them to tow your car. I have got to say, I've, I've met a lot of tow truck drivers over the years. And these guys learn very, very quickly how to be very, very good at their jobs. And if they need to pick your car up, regardless, they're going to pick it up. Yeah, you can block your car on somebody else's car. They'll they'll drag that car away just to get your car. Whether they're getting you from the scene of an accident and they've only got millimeters of space to get your car to get a roadway cleared, or if it's a repossession or an illegal parking job, they're going to do it. All right. Okay, next one says, can you guys mystery shop more luxury brands like BMW or Mercedes? They are significant in South Florida as you see them almost as often as economy cars now. You know, and we, we keep coming back to that, and uh, we do. I mean, obviously, they, there's less of them out there, but um, in our area, um, they are much higher. Uh, each uh, luxury brand, like you mentioned, Lexus or BMW, is a much higher market share than they do in most parts of the country. And it does affect more of our listeners, so we will, we, we will do that. Typically, yeah. we have a pretty good experience, though. It's, it seems to be a, a better, uh, little, little tamer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you're the luxury dealers, particularly in luxury areas like South Florida, uh, you know, it's uh, they, they make so much money. Why, you know, why uh, lie, cheat, and steal? Uh, if you have a Lexus franchise, you're a multimillionaire. You know, a lot of these Lexus dealers are netting a million dollars a month in net profit, and. Uh, uh, and BMW, uh, you know, Audi, a lot of the luxury cars, uh, we find better treatment. Uh, you're paying a ton of money. You go to the service department, and uh, you're paying a huge amount more than you'd have to pay. I always advise people that are buying luxury cars, like uh, Phil just called, he bought a Lexus. If Phil wants to save some money, he should take that Lexus to, into a Toyota dealer uh, for service because he'll pay about half the price that he will at a Lexus dealer. And if you have a, if you have a Chevrolet, uh, if you have a, a Cadillac, you go to a Chevrolet dealer. If you have a, a Honda, if you have an Acura, you go to a Honda dealer. If you have an Infiniti, you go to a Nissan dealer. Uh, take the low price spread, the other cars that the manufacturer bills, other than the luxury, and have your service done there and save a ton of money. All right. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to go back to the phones a bit. Uh, that uh, would. Earl just said, lie, cheat, and steal. (laughs) Wow, does that sum it up? It's out there. Ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of www.floridalawprotectingcardbuyers.com. These car dealers, they're they're just uh, using this uh, trick to to get you to overpay, overpay, overpay. And it's illegal. So take a look at that statue www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. I'm going to ask John to be patient. Uh, our lines are lighting up, and we're going to go to Cape Cod, where Ashley is calling us for the first time. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great. Welcome. You've just won yourself well, $50. And I, and I just lost power. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, we're supposed to get about two feet of snow, maybe. Oh, interesting. 
Well, I hope you can keep well, warm. I, um, you won yourself $50, so uh, you can uh, get in touch right now when we're finished talking with uh, Elise. And she's in the control room, and she is our first female producer, Elise. Nice. So we're adding ladies uh, to, well, everything. We have our hands well, in everything today. That makes us happy. What can we do for you today? I, I have an older Ford Escort, and I've always uh, got it changed when I got it with the old type of oil. And I'm wondering if, after so many years, if you use conventional oil, if you can switch to synthetic or just stay with the conventional. I think Rick can really answer that question. I would stick with conventional simply for the reason that switching to synthetic, uh, you're going to pay a lot more for the oil. But it really is not safe to try to extend the length of time for the oil changes. You need to stick with that same interval, uh, which I'm guessing you're probably either 3,000 to 3,500 or 5,000 mile intervals. You need to yeah. stick with that same interval change. And to save money, I would stick with a conventional motor oil. Okay, thanks so much, Rick. You're very welcome. Okay, Ashley, thanks so much for calling. Thanks for helping us build this platform here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We so appreciate your call this morning. And spread the word to other ladies to give us a call. All of the information, everything that we do here is free. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to go to uh, John. Well, no, we're not. Uh, John, give us a call back. John's calling us from Palm City, and he is a regular caller. We're going to go back to uh, Stu. Well, let me let me ask. Uh, I want to ask Rick a question regarding Ashley's comment. You surprised me a little bit with that answer. What what year Ford Escort was that? That she she said it was an older one. Oh. Uh, she didn't really specify the year. Yeah. But I uh, switching to synthetic oil on a car that you're definitely going to be keeping for a really long time can help make the car last a little longer because it does help to tend to clean the engine a little better uh helps transfer the heat better and can make the engine last a little longer but if you've got an older car that you're probably not going to be keeping for another 10 or 15 years sticking with conventional oil and sticking with that original 5000 mile service interval yeah, you're saying 5000 you said 3 to 5000 uh you know I, i've never heard anything less than 6000 but uh, uh older cars yeah, the uh, manufacturers recommended every 3000 yeah. as you get older you know, so. i said say older what year are you talking about how far back do you have to go to uh change oil every 3000 miles some of the cars back in the 90s even were yeah. on a 3,000 yeah. mile interval change. Well, that's, that's an antique. <laughs> I'm, well, okay, I'm yeah, an antique, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, the synthetic oil uh, is about twice the price, but you have to change oil uh, uh, twice as often with the, uh, with the low price spread. So, right. so the cost, as long as you adhere to the recommendations, is about equal. So uh, it is a cost-saving thing, and if you get better, if you get better uh, uh, care, if, if, obviously the synthetic is considered a better oil. So anyway, I just uh, I, well, it just yeah. my my only thing is, if your car says to change your oil every five thousand miles, yeah. 
regardless of what oil you use, you should change it every 5,000 oh, miles. Okay. You need to stick with what the manufacturer says that interval should be. Uh-huh. And on some of the older, older cars, yeah, it was every 3,000. Some cars now, yeah. it's every 5,000, every 7,500, yeah. every 10,000, depending on what type of oil is involved with the car. Yeah. yeah. And there's even some new cars out there now yeah. with synthetic oil. Yeah, I understand that. still required yeah, every 5,000 yeah, miles. I'm, all I'm saying is that very few people are driving cars today that are, don't recommend synthetic. Synthetic has been recommended for, what, the last 15 years? Yeah. Okay. It, they started transitioning over about so, yeah. 12 to 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah so, okay, let's move along. Yeah. Uh, Stu, you got some text over there? Yeah, uh, we have a uh, anonymous feedback that came in. But I think we have a caller. We do, John's back. Oh, okay. yeah. Thanks so much for your patience, John. Uh, welcome to the show. John's from Palm City. He gives us a call every week. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. You hit my topic by the nail on the head, luxury vehicles. The CEO of Rolls-Royce made an announcement this month that they sold more Rolls-Royces than they ever did in their 117-year history. <laughs> they sold exactly 5,586 cars, which is a 49% increase from 2020. It gets better than that. He gave the reason for it. He said there's a fear of people dying from the COVID-19, and that's what he claimed that the reason for their tremendous increase in sales. And it goes down the line. Bentley sold 14,659 cars in 2021. That's a 31% increase over 2020. It goes down the line even more. Lamborghini 2,417 cars in 2021. That's 11% increase from the previous year. So it's unbelievable, but the statement exactly from the CEO of Rolls-Royce is that people are buying with a fear that they're not going to be around with the spreading of the COVID-19, and if they can afford it naturally, they're going for the car of their dreams, and that's why their sales have a tremendous increase which is a lot, 49%. And I want to just say also, Stewart is not a very big town. In Stewart now, as it married, uh, uh, Earl knows the, the, the dealer, it's a Maserati dealer. Unbelievable. You wouldn't think a town like Stewart would handle such a high-end car. Yeah. And it's being sold in a special showroom now, right on Route 1 in Stewart. So it's kind of amazing that the people still, there is the fear of dying, and that luxury vehicles are an increase like the ones I mentioned. Well, John, there's another reason that they don't like to talk about, and this is uh, the wealth gap. You know, they, they, uh, there's more billionaires today than ever before. Uh, today, everybody's a millionaire, and then, then you, but your lower, your lower uh, income people are, uh, are uh, you know, having a problem. It's a worldwide problem. But the rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer, and... Uh, uh, that's the reason people are buying Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces. Uh, the person, these guys were, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago, they were, they were buying Cadillacs, and now they're buying Rolls Royces. So everybody's moving up the ladder. If you look at the cost of uh, collecting items, paintings, even cars, uh, the new prices are being set, uh, new uh, price records are being set on all your luxury items, uh, diamonds, uh, Rolls Royces and everything else. So, yeah, it's amazing to think in a time of the worst crisis the world has ever seen, 
that uh, luxury dealers, uh, no matter what they're selling, are thriving. Rick has got a... Absolutely, I agree with you, 100%. What's your point, And Rick? you can see, again, the, uh, the antique car field, the luxury cars and auctions. Yeah. The prices have gone completely crazy. You uh-huh. can see it, it happened two weeks ago, and the Meacham auction. I was mentioning about a 51 Mercury. That's all customized. And a iconic car. They expect it to sell for a million. It sold for one million nine hundred fifty thousand dollars wow. for a fifty-one Mercury. That's customized. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Rick, I see that as a genius move on the part of that Maserati dealer. As the crow flies, he's about as far from the north end of Jupiter Island, which is a huge money area, as the Jaguar, Maserati, and Ferrari dealers are. As the crow flies from Palm Beach, yeah. the ones here in West Palm. So, so all the rich crows, the rich crows will be buying the Maseratis in Stewart. And and up there in Stewart, I guarantee yeah. his rent is probably a third of what it would cost if he were to try to get a place in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Genius. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate the call. Okay, have a good day. Folks. You too, my Thanks, friend. John. Stay warm. Um, Earl, do you remember the other day you and I, we were on the road and you said, is that another Rolls Royce? I said, yeah, we're seeing a lot of them, aren't we? Yeah. To John's point. Yeah. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, and www.youranonymousfeedback.com. There you can express yourself. So take advantage of that. And I'm going to remind you about... uh, Earl's Vigilantes, and uh, he has a beautiful hat that was designed by Stu. Does that mean I have to put uh, the hat on? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, over the headphones. (laughs) Well, yeah, it doesn't do much for it like that. Keep my head warm. But it is a nice hat. (laughs) At any rate, uh, sign up. Go to Earl on Cars. You can volunteer. Help us uh, help uh, everyone, and you can be part of that. You can help uh, the people in your community. You don't have to be able to disassemble a engine, uh, but uh, you will be helping the community and leading them in the right direction. Earl's Vigilantes, also we need volunteers to well, maneuver some of us through the Internet and uh, per- with uh, purchasing a car, uh, financing uh, everything, so you can play a big part in that. So... Uh, Take advantage. Go to Earl on Cars where you can find everything we talk about, the show, you know, all the columns, all the advice. So 877-960-9960 or you can text us 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Stu, I believe. Yeah, uh, some more anonymous feedback. I like this one. It says, yo, your video on freeing a lock steering wheel was amazing. I just got off working a 12-hour day. Just wanted to hurry home and watch the playoffs. I get in my car, and the steering wheel was locked. Oh, boy. I had so many thoughts at that time. I then watched the video, and like magic, it works. Thanks a bunch. See, I love the comments. We, we, get, we get comments all the time. We should share them more often. Well, Rick, I remind them about the, what I didn't know the other, I think it was last week or the week before. If you have a, uh, a push-button start versus a, uh, a regular start, how does that affect the uh, lock steering wheel? Well, the, the original video was based on the idea of cars with a normal key that you put in the ignition cylinder and turn, and the steering wheel lock, which is a security feature, if it were twisted a little too far to one side and binding, 
you'd have a hard time turning the key. Right. So you wiggle the wheel and pull it to the side that feels loosest, and that would help relieve that binding so you could turn the key. However, cars with a push button start won't have that issue because it's an electric motor that engages and disengages that steering wheel lock. So therefore, you will never have to worry about it actually being yeah. too hard locked because that electric motor can lock and unlock itself without any problems. Yeah. So I tell you, the, the changes in technology and the improvement in cars is absolutely amazing. We complain about prices, and we should, but I'm telling you, today's car, we're talking about old car versus newer cars, a 2022 car compared to a, a, a even 10 years back, and 10 years is not a long time now when it comes to reliability. You got a 10-year-old car, you take care of it, it'll last another 10 years. But in terms of technology and advantages, uh, they are just night and day, especially on safety items. So uh, I'm not trying to talk you into buying a car today, but I'm saying if you've got an older car, you've taken care of it, I respect that, I admire that. Uh, I just, I like people. people. People that really take care of their things, cars and everything else, I respect that. But you should check it out if no other reason. When prices come down, check out a 2022 car, and uh, for that matter, a late model 21, 19, or 18, anything uh, newer than 10 years up, uh, up around current cars. They're just amazing uh, what they uh, improve the cars to. Great information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget we have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up, and uh, it's from uh, Agent Lightning, uh, our female mystery shopper. And uh, she went out to I-95 Nissan, so you want to stay tuned for that at approximately, say, 9.30. And uh, one more thing, I want to talk about the Super Bowl for a minute. You know, we all get all pretty excited about the Super Bowl, but not only that, we get excited about the commercials that they run. And uh, Varun will be right there again. They returned to the Super Bowl this year, uh, and uh, it's pretty interesting. They're pretty interesting. And they have uh, ad highlights of the uh, their ability yeah, a lot of people, to buy cars a lot of people, from consumers. A lot of people know what Vroom is. V-R-O-O-M. Tell them what Vroom is. Do uh, you take the floor? Well, they're just a, uh, one of these new companies that popped up. There's uh, got to be a dozen or more now. I, mm -hmm. I can remember a few of them. Uh, we buy on anycar.com, Carvana, and Vroom. V-R-O-O-M. A year ago, I never heard of a, uh, anything like that. They hopped on the scene, and they're making a, a ton of money buying people's cars because the prices of used cars are so high that they're buying them from unsuspecting people, and they're taking them to the auction, selling them to dealers, or they're selling them directly. But uh, you have got a, a piece of gold in your hand if you've got a nice used car today, and don't sell it to the first person that wants to buy it. Don't sell it to Vroom dot com or anybody else and Nancy's point is here's a company that didn't exist a year ago now they're making so much money they can afford to buy an ad in the Super Bowl and uh, most of the auto manufacturers don't buy ads in the Super Bowl it's so crazily expensive I'm gonna say it's at least three million dollars for one 30-second ad it might be twice that I'm not sure every time I look at the prices for ads in the Super Bowl so That'll yeah. tell you how, how valuable that car you're driving right now, that either off-lease car, if you, have a, if you have a lease, you have an option to purchase, 
and you can buy it far below the actual market value when you exercise that option. And if you have a trade-in, uh, you're really protected uh, when you go to buy a car at too high a price because your trade-in is overpriced too. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. You know, what caught my eye on this uh, commercial that's aired uh, that I've seen before is uh, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know, 30-second spot, and uh, there's a woman who's dancing down the city street, and it uh, just it really catches your eye. In the eye. Vroom, Vroom commercial? In the Vroom yeah, commercial. Vroom, yeah, yeah. And um, also, uh, their thirst uh, is, uh, Vroom, is uh, just amazing. And uh, it's, uh, they're, they're looking for cars. They're looking for used cars. So uh, you might want to check that out during the Super Bowl and uh, so many other commercials that are in the Super Bowl. It's just amazing. And it's exciting. But I get excited over football of any kind. We are going to go to Stu, who probably has some text messages that have backed up. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have another anonymous feed that came, just came in. Uh, it says, thank you for your expertise. Uh, sincerely appreciated. My husband has passed away, and he always took such good care of our cars. Now that I'm responsible for the care of my car, please recommend the best quality products to wax the car, uh, care of tires, interior leather seats, uh, surfaces, um, etc. I currently earn a 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. For sentimental reasons, I want to keep my Jeep as long as possible. Um, I do know that on the wax, um, I don't have the, the specific brands, but we've all, we, we learned from Alan that a, a Carnuba wax, um, which is a natural wax product, is the best um, uh, wax for cars. It's can, better. You sp- can you spell that? I think it's spelled uh, C-A-R-A-N-U-B-A, like Carnuba. I, I'm looking at Rick. <laughs> he knows these things. <laughs> um, and you, it's, it's, it goes on like a yeah, regular that's wax. That's not a brand. That's an ingredient. Yeah, that's the type the wax. of wax. And, uh, well, you buy a wax that has the highest percentage of this carnauba. Yeah. Uh, what is carnauba? What is? It's a natural what, wax. No, no. Oh. carnauba is an ingredient in wax. What is the carnauba itself? Carnauba actually comes from, uh, I believe, it's some sort of a seed pod from trees generally found in Central and South America, yeah. and it's it's a natural chemical, natural product. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a wax. It makes a waxy it's surface. It's a wax from a palm. Yep. It's a wax that's extracted from a palm. I don't think you could take carnauba off a palm tree and wax your car with it. I don't think you I, can do it personally. I, it has to be processed. And yeah, has, but right. it, it, I'm, I'm looking it up. It, yeah. Carnauba is a wax that's extracted from the leaves of the carnauba palm tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't. Th- it's not commercially feasible. Uh, you have to. You find you buy waxes with other brand names right. that have a higher percentage of carnauba. Well, yeah. you you can't just go out to a canola field and get yeah. oil. For exactly. You, you know, or <laughs> olives to get oil. You gotta. It's gotta exactly. be processed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's for the exterior of the car. I have a good tip for the interior. Hey, it's vegan. Huh? If, if anyone cares. It is vegan, yeah. Um, so um, on the interior, there's a whole industry of you know products and stuff like that. You can save a lot of money. Usually on the interior of a car with a soft cloth and some water and just a little bit of dish detergent, not a lot, you can clean anything in the car. For the leather seats, you probably want to do, get a good leather conditioner um, after you do that. And I don't have a brand to rec- recommend, but a lot of the auto uh, parts stores, Pet Boys and things like that, if you ask them a question, uh, what's the, the, the products they recommend, um, we can do. We've, I looked up Leather Honey came up high, um, highly regarded, and Consumer Reports has a lot of information on how to keep your car um, looking good, and they recommend the same thing: just using uh, clean, uh, 
uh, cloths uh, with some little soapy water, and that takes care of probably 90% of, of, uh, of, your, of your car. Is Carbonuba um, gluten-free? Um, it is gluten-free. I don't think it has any, any wheat protein. <laughs> Just in case in it. I get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and I recommend hit YouTube up and watch right. a few videos yeah. on from the professional guys on cleaning your car and maintaining the inside. Yeah. You will get some fantastic advice. Yeah, it's easier, easier than you think. And some great little tips, too, about and how what, to get those you know, and While we're yakking about products here, and the question was, how do I get a good wax uh, for my car? Uh, I hate to tout uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, the richest man in the world, or second richest, uh, Amazon. Uh, you go to Amazon, and uh, you got to give him his due. He really knows how to merchandise products. Uh, just go to CarWax, and then uh, sort and, and uh, from the best reviews to the bottom. You get the four-star-plus reviews, and you get an auto wax, and you start there. You can sort by price, sort by availability, sort by uh, customer review, and you get the best auto wax automatically. Rick? And for my personal opinion, if you're going to actually do that work yourself, which it takes a lot of elbow grease to really do it right, I like Mother's California Gold. For one simple reason, it's got a very pleasant cherry fragrance. Oh. If you're going to be outside there working hard to wax your car, you might as well have that nice cherry fragrance, yeah. and it's a good has carnuba in the wax. It's a very good high quality wax, and does a good job. Yeah, and it's an incentive for you to stay out there and, yeah. and wax that car. You know, I really miss um, great information, Rick. I really miss Alan. Um, I remember when he was talking about wax and he was talking about our windshields and what to use on them and how um, the rain just beads up on the windshield. So uh, my lead in here is, to, is Alan coming back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I got another ref, uh, recommendation here from Donovan, who's well, uh, well, one me, of our buddies. Let me, hey, no, let me, go, let, let me back, go back to Mother's California Gold okay. on Amazon. It is... Uh, $11.19, Brazilian Carnuba Cleaner, wax paste. Uh, it is uh, four and a half stars, and uh, it's also a prime deal. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Mother's California Gold. And Donovan recommends, uh, let's see, Turtle Wax. Uh, oh, Meguiar's Gold, which, yeah, Meguiar's is a great wax. And he also recommends Turtle Wax Hybrid Graphene Spray Wax. And that that, with the graphene in it, apparently works quite well. Amazing. You know, our, our leader here, uh, the amazing man behind the mic, uh, Earl Stewart, uh, you know, it, we, we get everybody's perspective. And here he is. He's, you know, Amazon crazy man, which is a good thing. And uh, he's talking about this wax for four and a half stars. We have Rick, who has a different perspective, genius, and Stu. I mean, the amazing amount of information that comes from Stu and everyone here. And um, I, I just have to remind everybody, it's all for you. We love you. We love you tuning in. We love you being part of the show. And we love giving you free information. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Stu. We have a uh, joke from Frank in Jupiter Farms. He sent us a, some car humor. 
Here's the joke. Brad lives in California. He was sick of the world of COVID-19, Trump, Russian belligerence, China, global warming, racial tensions, and the rest of the disturbing stories that occupy the media headlines. Brad Brad drove his car into his garage and sealed every doorway and window as best he could. He got back into his car, wound down all the windows, selected his favorite radio station, started the car, and revved it to a slow idle. Two days later, a worried neighbor peered through his garage window and saw him in the car. She notified emergency services, and they broke in, pulling Brad from the car. A little sip of water, and surprisingly, he was in perfect condition, but his Tesla had a dead battery. (laughs) 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 Very funny, Frank. (laughs) All right, we're all caught up with text. uh, Do we have a a phone call? Is um, John back on the line? John? You're asking me? No, I'm not. Who's she talking to? I was cross-eyed there. For oh, a okay. <laughs> okay, we don't. Okay, well, okay, well, guys, we have plenty of time. Give us a call eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to Stu. Back to Earl. Here, here's a here's something that uh, I need to alert uh, you folks about. Uh, the car dealers and the manufacturers uh, are always looking for ways to make more money. And uh, a few, a couple months ago, we had somebody called up about a question about a subscription on the Toyota that they were a little bit unhappy about. Sue, do you remember what that was? It was a, we had a conversation about it. Uh, had to do with uh, uh, requiring uh, a subscription to make something work on the car. Right. That was. Um it had to do with uh, with we were speaking about Toyota connected services. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the um, remote start, it used to be a feature that was on a remote, and then it was part of, became part of a subscription, a free subscription for I think it was a year. You could use it with your app, but then it expires, and yeah. you have to do the subscription to start the car remotely. Well, uh, in, in the, the current automotive news, there's an article, and uh, the automotive news is the trade journal. I always say this for the manufacturers and the dealers. Everybody in the automotive business in the world reads the automotive booth. Anyway, the new huge profit center for the auto manufacturers are subscription services. And uh, they're going crazy. Ford, Ford just came out with a subscription service that you have to pay monthly to protect the valuables in your car. Now, I'm not, even, I'm not going to go into the detail, but, you know. <laughs> Isn't that called insurance? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, the, the, now you have to watch out for the fact when you buy a car, what are you subscribing to? And even after you buy the car, you have to find out, you know, when you get the notice from the manufacturer, if you get a BMW, you get something in the mail, uh, or you get an email or a text or whatever it is, they're going to try to sell you subscription services. So, be careful. It isn't just a check you wrote the, out for the car or the installment sales contract if you finance the car. It's the subscriptions that they're going to be looking for. And uh, uh, just uh, something else you have to worry about when you go in to buy a car. Uh, another interesting article in the current automotive news was full of good stuff. Uh, I had a guy the other day said to me, uh, you know, I'm going to wait and buy an electric car uh, because I want. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm worried about the battery range, the how how far I can drive the car. I said, well, you know, Tesla's got 350 miles, and they're even talking about 500 miles. There's a company that I never heard of, and this was in the, as I said, the automotive news. And uh, this company, uh, they're right now in China, 
and their building uh, is CATL, Contemporary Amperex Technology Limited. And they're, 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 they're building battery swapping changers that you can swap, uh, swap out an a, a electric, ba electric boat battery in one minute. Think about that now. That'd be great. Now, the, a huge portion of the cost of a car is a battery. So if you didn't have to buy the battery in the car, in this case you wouldn't, and you were able to swing into a gas station <laughs> that's really a battery station and get out faster than you could if you had to pump gas. You drive over it, something comes down, and pops back up like a pit stop. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, to me, that's astounding. So you, you folks playing the stock market out there, I don't even know if it's publicly traded. C is in cat, A is in apple, T is in tango, L is in lima, C-A-T-L, Contemporary Amperex Technology Limited. Uh, they're they're building hundreds of these stations in China. I, I, I mean, I think I read something about this, like even years ago, about the idea and the concept just makes sense. As a matter of fact, it, make, it makes more sense than anything. Sure. Like when I use, a, for example, I got a wireless vacuum cleaner with a lithium ion battery. I'm doing my house. When it runs low, I don't plug it in and wait. I swap out my other battery, pop it in, yeah. and keep going. And Israel, Israel figured this out. Yeah, I that's where say, I want to say five, ten years ago. Yeah, and then it kind of faded out. Never think about it. I, I remember thinking to myself, well, Israel's such a small country. You know, if you go from one end of Israel to the other, you're not going to be worried about it. But uh, this company here is in China. That's not a small country, and uh, they're building hundreds of these things. Uh, I, I can see possibly the electric vehicle of today as we're looking at it with these huge batteries. My Tesla has got three huge batteries. And uh, I, I'm going to guess that those three batteries are probably 25 or 30% of the total cost of the car. And when one, when one dies on you, even with a hybrid car, you have to replace a hybrid battery. You're talking a lot of money. You've got two, three, two, three thousand dollars on an all-electric vehicle. You're talking ten, fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. Forget about it. If you can charge a battery in one minute, even if the, the range of the battery is only three hundred miles, you're far better off than having to buy a car with a big, fat, expensive battery. So. Uh, check it out. Uh, interesting information. Yeah. I really like being a passenger now in the Tesla after the other day. I like when it's parked and you leave it running. Yeah. I just really like calling it out. Opening the door to see if the alarm goes off. Yeah. Opening the door to turn the radio <laughs> back on. Just playing with it. Anyway, we got our calls backed up here. So uh, we're going to go out to uh, Buffalo. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Buffalo, New York. We're going to talk to... Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for the uh, fun and intelligent conversation with your team. I have a, a couple of questions. My first question is, what is the function of traction control button on your car where you can turn it off, turn it on? Traction control. Traction control basically means that the computer will apply the brakes or power to each individual wheel as necessary or available in order to help keep you under control. Um, there are certain cases though, certain times, that you would wanna be able to turn traction control off, such as if you're gonna be pushing the car or rolling the car with the ignition on, but the engine off for a little bit. Uh, or even times when you know somebody just 
doesn't want to have traction control. Yeah, Kevin, on. you're in, you're in, you're in Buffalo, New York. You get a lot of snow. You get a lot of ice, uh, and the roads are really hazardous. So if you have a car with a four-wheel traction control, the car, the wheel that's on the ice, have no power applied to it, and the wheels that are off the ice will have power applied to it. So you're going to get a smooth, straight, safe ride. But traction control is very valuable for you, especially where you live. Now you brought up uh, these cars that are called all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. Do they have power to all four wheels on the vehicle? Yes. They do. Okay. My other uh, question is, you were talking about Lexus earlier, and obviously that's a premium version of Toyota. What is the advantage of buying a Lexus, or what benefits of buying a Lexus compared to buying a Toyota would be? It depends on the model. There's some models of Lexus bills that Toyota doesn't have a counterpart for. Uh, on the basic level, it uh, does, like the Camry and what, the 350? Is that yeah. the Lexus? So, uh, other than that, it's kind of like the gingerbread, I call it. It's the, uh, 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 you know, you got a plusher interior. You might have a fancier paint job. Uh, you might have a couple of accessories that real, you don't real see. Real wood instead of fake wood. Yeah. Underneath the skin, they're the same thing. But probably the most important thing is cars are worth what people want to pay for them. And when you put a Lexus brand, uh, you put a luxury brand on a car and the nameplate, it has a higher resale value. You can actually own a Lexus uh, for not much more than it costs to own a Toyota. Because if you keep trading in the Lexus on another Lexus, and you keep trading in the Toyota on another Toyota, you know, you're, you're seeing the, the image value, the brand value. Um, friends of mine, uh, uh, you know, I have friends that are uh, buying, you know, they used to buy Toyotas from me, and then they'll, they'll call me up and say, Earl, I'm going to buy a, a Lexus. I, I said, why? Said, well, my, uh, my wife says she doesn't want to park a Toyota in the garage, I mean, in, in the driveway. So, you know, you want to move up, you go up, you, you, you tell the valet to come get your car and say, I'm driving the uh, white Lexus. Sounds better than I'm driving the white Toyota. So, image, brand, merchandising, a lot of that has to do with the value, perceived value, which translates into actual value. Okay. Yeah, one of the things my wife always hates when I say to her, I says, some people the car makes them, but I make the car, I always tell her, and that doesn't go real very well with her. Um, my, so the other thing you talked about, the Rolls Royces, there's even a few couple of Rolls Royces in Buffalo, but when I look at the cars today compared to an old Rolls Royce, it looks like a Ford Taurus to I me. Mean, it doesn't look anything special anymore. Really? It looks <laughs> I'm like you. I, I don't like the new look, I think. True. You know, yeah. to me, uh, if I'm driving a Rolls, I want everybody to know I'm driving a Rolls. I've seen some Rolls and other electric cars on the road that I didn't even recognize because they're trying to keep up with the uh, current styling on all the other cars. But a Rolls Royce is a Rolls Royce. I. You know, I'd, uh, I want to be sure everybody knows I was crazy enough to spend a quarter million dollars on that car. <laughs> all right. Thank you for all your knowledge, your fun. And also, Earl, thank you for supporting the Big Dogs Foundation. Very nice of you to do that. Oh, thank thanks, you. Kevin. We love doing Thank that. you, Kevin. Stay warm out there thank in you. Buffalo, <laughs> New York. Thank you. I had to keep <laughs> Stay warm. <laughs> what are you doing? My eye effort. We are warm when I'm listening to you, Nancy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're going to go to John. Uh, I believe he's still holding. Morning, John. 
Hello, how are you? Well, thank you. And um, by the way, John's calling us from Jupiter. Welcome okay, to the show. I've got basically, uh, one one point of information. A couple months ago, you guys were talking about the northeastern flooding. Uh, there's actually a website that people can go to called micb.org. That's National Insurance Crime Bureau. Uh-huh. Anybody can go to this website and you can enter the VIN number. And people know you can find the VIN number on the dash, on the driver's side, or on your door panel. But you enter that digit, those 17 numbers in there for the van, and you can actually see the car history, if it was a flooded car or something like that. So that might be useful to your buyers. Uh, yeah. The next question, yeah, and the other question, again, it's NICB.org. I'm on, but, I'm uh, on the page a, right now. Yeah, it's a free service. Uh, the next question is, I've been looking for, I'm a long-time Toyota driver, I've been looking for a Venza. Is there some kind of delay in the production of those cars? Uh, well, the Venza was just reissued with a you know brand new redesign um, last year, and um, right. it is um, production on all on all vehicles, all Toyotas uh, is, is is slowed down. So, they're they're every Toyota vehicle is hard to come by, and the Venza is even harder to come by because it's such a small part of the um, overall mix. Um, I think that we typically um, in, the, in the beginning probably only stocking maybe ten percent of our our whole inventory was was Venza. Um, but with this inventory crunch and the production slowdowns, it's there's there's zero in stock. <laughs> well, well, does Earl still stand by his uh, statement that he thinks by April that this thing will kind of ease up, where where cars will be more available? I, I stand by the statement they'll be they'll definitely be more available and they'll be a lower price. Just how much lower we don't know. Uh, uh, my 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 advice to a lot of people out there that are having to buy cars and they order them. Uh, first place, a lot of car dealers don't like to do that. They like to sell the car that they have on the ground. And uh, they, they do that because buying a car is emotional impulse oftentimes or desperation. Uh, and if you have the car right there, you haven't got time to think about it. So most dealerships sell the cars when they come in and they sell them to the highest bidder. And Sure enough, if you're not the high bidder, they will sell that car the next day or the day after to somebody else. If you go to a dealer that will give you a firm price, uh, here's what you should do. First of all, find the Costco dealer. Find someone that's part of the Costco auto buying program. And then make the dealer, and if you won't find another dealer who will, uh, sign a uh, a buyer's order, uh, a contract with you that says, when that car comes in, I will sell you that car at the Costco member price. Costco requires the dealer to sell their cars at the lower at a lower price than they will sell the car to anyone else. So let's say you buy a Venza and you go into a car dealer, or a Toyota dealer, and you say, uh, they're going to tell you a Venza is going to take you two months or three months to come in. And who knows what the prices are going to be in two or three months? Well, you don't, and he doesn't either. So you say, you're a Costco member dealer. Whatever Costco says is my price on that Venza, that will be my price when it comes in. And why shouldn't he agree with it? And if he does agree with it, you have peace of mind. You'll be buying the car at a lower price than he'll sell it to anybody else for. And that's all you can ask for. Maybe the microchip shortage is still here, but at least you're getting the lowest price available. Is your dealership a member of that program? Yes, we are, yes. Okay. And uh, one quick question, other question, Earl. 
Uh, I've been reading on the internet about the because uh, you're a big electric car guy uh, that they're, they're they're making progress on making these batteries where you can charge them in ten minutes and you can go three five thousand miles instead yeah. of just three hundred. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, they, I was just talking about that. Uh, you can. There's a company now that has 200 uh, installations in China. They're coming to the United States and they're growing fast. They will charge a battery in one minute, one minute, and uh, not not the battery in your current electric vehicle. Uh, this is one that you would uh, ha- you would have to have a car with that brand battery, and they swap it out. In other words, I said charge it. I misspoke. They swap out the battery in one minute. Uh, Tesla uh, is their supercharger. They don't all the Tesla charging stations are supercharging, but the ones that have the fast charging, the rapid charging, will charge a, a battery uh, to uh, uh, I think about 200 miles in 10 minutes, yeah. which is pretty fast. Yeah, I used it um, coming home from Orlando. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah, 10 minutes uh, is not bad for 200 miles. That's not a full charge because. Uh, you know, uh, my Tesla will go 350 miles on one charge, but that has to be a slow charge, a rapid charge. Well, uh, you can have the rapid charge, the full charge, but it takes you longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Have a good weekend, guys. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Thank you for being part of the show. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us. 772-497-6530. I think we... Uh, We've either have some YouTubes, or we may have some texts. All is quiet on the texting front. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've got. I've got uh, I told Nancy this morning. We got the. We, we both. She subscribes a lot of money news, and I do too. And this is one of the uh, more interesting information that I've seen in a long time. Uh, there's a. We're seeing transparency uh, a lot more. Uh, manufacturers are pushing it. Uh, the Manufacturers, many of them are aware of the reputation car dealers have. They're recognizing the consumer uh, quantum leap in intelligence and and uh, education. And so they realize if they're going to retail cars in the, in the world, uh, they're going to have to start treating the consumer a little bit better. And uh, it never kind of bled over to the service department, but... Uh, there's an article in today's Automotive News, if you happen to have one, it's on uh, uh, page two of uh, the current Automotive News. And uh, Toyota and Lexus uh, are working on a program. They have pilot dealers with Toyota and Lexus. And it is a transparency in the service drive where you have an app on your phone and you know when you should service your car, you know what the service should be, you know what the price is. You know what the factory recommends that you have done. You have all this in the palm of your hand on your smartphone, and the dealer has the same information. So instead of driving into a service drive, if they implement this program with all the dealers, and just saying, what do you recommend that you do to my car, or uh, you know, what is the recommendation? Well, every dealership now has the recommendation, it's a dealer recommendations, and then there's the factory recommendations. If you listen to this show, you've heard it say over and over again, when you have maintenance and repairs done in your car, or maintenance, you do the factory recommended maintenance. You don't do the dealer recommended maintenance. 
a factory. Now you'll have an app that it will tell you. It'll probably it's probably linked. I would say probably. I don't know this, but probably linked to the mileage and time on your car. Uh, I think there's no reason why an app through Bluetooth probably couldn't get communicated to by your car to tell you the mileage. And certainly, uh, the time is a no-brainer. So your app is going to come to you when you come out to go to work tomorrow morning and say, guess what? Uh, it's time to change your oil, uh, and this is what the oil costs. This is the type of oil you ought to get, and uh, there's where the dealer is. And that way, you're going to know you're paying. Not that you shouldn't shop and compare the price anyway, but you're at least going to know you're not going to get slam-banged when you go in and take advantage of it. So I salute uh, the manufacturers, Toyota Lexus in this case, for trying to bring transparency to the car servicing business. It's okay. a great article. Yeah. It is really a great article. And guess what, ladies? Um, this is really interesting, um, the automotive news. And the reason it's interesting is it really puts you in the driver's seat and keeps you up to date on all this technology that's happening. And boy, I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot. At first, whenever I looked at the automotive news, I thought, uh, I don't know if I'm interested in this or not. But then as I began to read and the months went by, um, I, I found it uh, quite interesting. Uh, you gals know out there it can be kind of boring so um, I'm not recommending that you spend your Saturday or Sunday, you know, leafing through the automotive news. But uh, if you get a chance uh, to uh, grab an, a subscription, uh, I recommend it. Um, we're going to go uh, back to the phones, and this is our last phone call. And it's uh, John who's calling from Fort Pierce. And then we're going to be getting to the I-95 Nissan Mystery Shopping Report. Welcome, John. Uh, good morning, uh I watch your show quite often, and uh, it seems that the Earl Stewart dealerships are pretty good. Uh, I emailed uh, your dealership in Palm Beach, North Palm Beach, whatever it was, uh, and curiosity about a uh, particular automobile. Uh, two or three days went by, and I got a re uh, response saying, is this email valid? I responded, yes, it is valid. Two or three more days went by, and they called me again. They said, did you get anything? I said, I got absolutely nothing. I was just curious what mistake did I make by uh, emailing your dealership to ask about a specific car. We didn't make any mistake, John. We made the mistake, and, uh, you know, uh, Stu is, uh, is probably where the, my blood pressure just went up 20 points. But, yeah, it's uh, inexcusable. It's just called stupidity on our part. Uh, we should monitor our email, our text, our phone calls, and getting back and responding to customers is uh, an extremely uh, important part of any business. And uh, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said that wasn't the first complaint I've gotten. Uh, uh, I've been guilty of it myself. I, uh, uh, not getting back promptly with email, but uh, uh, the best thing to do uh, when you when you have someone that doesn't respond, any business, especially uh, my dealership, is to call, and if you have to call uh, me, the owner, uh, you will get through to me. And uh, uh, don't accept it. Tell, oftentimes the owners of the business don't know what's going on in the trenches, especially today with COVID and all the other things going on. And uh, whether you're dealing with uh, you know, Publix or you're dealing with uh, Target or you're dealing with a car dealership, when you try to communicate and someone doesn't get back to you, you should go up the ladder 
go to the first level, go as high as you have to go. Somebody in that business really cares, and they'll find out who dropped the ball, and they will coach those individuals and the supervisor that allowed it to happen, and maybe it won't happen again. But no, uh, my sincere apologies, and I'm glad you called and let me know. Uh, if you if you need to call me personally, if you call the dealership and ask to speak to me, uh, the calls go directly through to my personal cell phone, and you can always get hold of me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, John. Um, as I said earlier, we are going to freeze the lines now. We're going to go to the mystery shopping report, and the mystery shopping report is on uh, Nissan, and it's uh, I-95 Nissan. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, I keep the text coming in because it's still early. We'll oh. be through with the mystery shopping report uh, be- before the end of the show. Yeah, excuse me. I, I did forget to mention uh, you're a big part of this mystery shopping report, everyone out there. So please uh, text us with your vote at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. You are an important part of the Mystery Shopping Report. We love your thoughts and your opinion. Now back to the recovering car dealer. This week we mystery shopped I-95 at Nissan, uh, formerly West Palm Beach Nissan and Riviera Beach. Uh, overall, we've observed Nissan dealerships uh, t- tending to be uh, a little bit more aggressive with regard to advertising sales tactics. We see this sort of thing uh, in our mystery shopping reports, we receive calls and comments from listeners who call out uh, Nissan dealerships for poor customer experience. Now, I hate to pick on Nissan as a as a brand. Uh, there's always exceptions. In fact, I believe there was one in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We shop. Uh, extraordinarily good report. So when I go after a group of dealers or uh, brands, there's always exceptions to every rule, and that goes for the the good dealers. I. I'm bragging on Lexus dealers a lot, but there's some Lexus dealers out there probably that leave a lot to be desired. But back to the Nissan issue, uh, I have a little insight on that, mainly because our, I was trying to buy some Nissan dealerships at one point, and we talked to some people in the higher-ups, and we learned some things about Nissan. Uh, we talk about automotive news on this program all the time, and automotive news uh, talks often about Nissan's adversarial relationship with their dealers. Uh, Put simply, so you can understand, Nissan dealers don't like the manufacturer Nissan, and Nissan doesn't like their dealers. (laughs) uh, uh, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, uh, Even in speaking with executives directly, when we're talking about buying uh, Nissan dealerships, uh, we got that same sort of feedback. Uh, Nissan has got some top echelon management that have taken in the past and are still taking extraordinary measures to force Nissan to sell a lot of cars. Uh, other dealerships, uh, manufacturers, have got a very positive relationship. Uh, how do I know this? Well, the National Automobile Dealers Association uh, does an annual survey and they ask the dealers, how do you like your manufacturer? They'll ask, uh, Jeep, how do you like Jeep, uh, Chrysler Deep, uh, the last uh, Chevrolet, how do you like how do you like the manufacturer Chevrolet dealers, how do you get along? And you tell the truth. You know, do they do they uh, overcharge you for the cars, do they pay their bills on time or you know, whatever it takes. 
Nissan dealers dislike Nissan, and they say so. They're they typically rank at the bottom in terms of satisfaction. So think about it: you're a Nissan dealer, and you and and and, you, and the manufacturer's mad at you, and you're mad at the manufacturer. What kind of an atmosphere does that put you in when you go in to buy a Nissan? Uh, probably not a real positive attitude. So that's the reason we say, and it's just not just a generalization. We have a reason for saying Nissan dealers uh, sometimes just don't treat their, their customers right, and partially because Nissan doesn't treat them right. Uh, another interesting mm-hmm. about fact about Nissan is a tendency for Nissan uh, to push the ownership of a lot of Nissan dealerships in the same neighborhood. Now, all the other manufacturers do the exact opposite. Uh, the other manufacturers feel like if you have competing dealers in the marketplace, and you take any marketplace, you probably have you know, in a metro area, you have two or three Chevrolet dealers, or maybe four or five, depending on the size of the metro area. Same thing with Toyota, same thing with Honda. So they're all owned by different entities. Well, they compete because they're owned by different people. If you have the same person owning all the Nissan dealerships or all of any other brand, why are you going to compete against yourself? If someone wants to buy a Nissan and they go to dealership A and you own it and you give them a price and they go to dealership B, they're going to get the same price. So beware when you're shopping and comparing prices, who owns all the dealerships in that market? And 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 um, Nissan cases, oftentimes, it's, it's the same owner. Now, we don't know exactly who owns uh, I-95 Nissan. We think it's Terry Taylor. He also owns the other two dealerships in this metro area. So you have to ask yourself, how much competition are you going to see between dealers if the same guy owns all the dealerships? And that's something else that I don't like. I think it's probably, I think there should be some antitrust laws against that. Uh, they call it clustering and other brand, other manufacturers of other products do the same thing. Around here, bigger older group deal territory owns two, and we think he owns a third. I just said that. Uh, we're not sure who owns I-95 Nissan, but we think it's Terry Taylor. I do. Uh, I, I think I can find out. I think I, I know somebody in the uh, Terry Taylor group that will tell me, and I'll find out if Terry Taylor owns I-95 Nissan. Uh, the name changed to I-95 Nissan in August of 2020. Uh, any case, we sent Agent Lightning in to investigate their sales practices in the midst of a still raging pandemic and the second year of a historic inventory crunch. So if it was bad before buying a Nissan, it's probably going to be even worse now. Mm. And I, I, I think you will, when you listen to this report, you will agree with me. Uh, this is a report. I'm speaking the first person as if uh, I were agent uh, Lightning. I arrived late afternoon, entered the showroom. I was about to ask a receptionist for help, and the salesman approached, putting on a face mask as he uh, introduced himself. Now, you know, when you hear this, you wonder if he wasn't wearing a face mask when I came in, he probably wouldn't have put a face mask on if I weren't wearing a face mask. My point being, they ha- there's no policy in that dealership, you have to wear a face mask. If I were buying bread or television sets or cars, I don't want to go into a store unless people are wearing face masks, but that's me. Uh, he put on his face mask and he introduced himself. His name was Rab. <laughs> mm. 
where do you get that? Am I just an old timer, Ram? Isn't just, that an unusual well, name? Well, we're in a multicultural society, so. Yeah, I know, Ram. I don't know. Yeah. All I think is Ram, Ram, a ding dong. I don't know. I told Ram oh, I was boy. interested in a new. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? There's we a song. Ne- we be, never know. There's got to be a we song. We never there. know. It is. It's Purple People Eater. <laughs> I told it's reading in the nights. Well, Google it. I, I, it has a it has a birthplace. Ramarama Ding Dong. I told Ram I was interested in a new Nissan, preferably a smaller vehicle, but I wasn't sure. I asked if we could browse the new car inventory, but Ram said inventory was scarce and attempted to narrow down my search. He asked me a series of questions, and I agreed that the Nissan Rogue, a small SUV, best fit what I was looking for. This was fortunate because Ram said. They had just received a shipment with 10 Rogue Sports on it. Now that is amazing. To get 10 of one model in a shipment in today's market of low supply, I demand, is amazing. And as I said earlier in the show, a lot of dealers won't take orders. Uh, In some dealerships, they'll take an order and uh, the car will come in two months, month, three months, whatever it is. And the car is pre-sold, and they take it off the truck and they deliver it at the price they agreed to. But most dealers don't do this because they'd rather have an auction. So they get those robes in, and they're going to send them. They're going to sell those robes to the highest bidder, and that's what's going to happen. You can't order a car from these guys, and if you ordered a car, they sell it to somebody else at a higher price and say, "Too bad." So that's the way it is during this pandemic. He led me over to a group of rogues, and I chose the gray one with an MSRP of $27,580. Now, I know most of you out there know what MSRP is. Nancy and I were chit-chatting, yeah. as we often do, driving in. I said to her, I said, you know, some people don't even know what MSRP is. I'm not going to do a, you know, a whole thing on it now, but it's the official suggested retail price. Dealers have their own prices, and they call them list prices. They call them sticker prices. But unless it says manufacturer suggested retail price, it ain't the real thing. And this MSRP of $27,580, uh, there was no addendum. Well, you know, we always look at that, and I said, well, that's good. There was no addendum. Of course, the truck just came in. I relaxed a little, and Ram said he'd need to run inside to get the key, and he left. I waited outside uh, by the car for five minutes and Ram was back with a key. He offered a test drive, which I accepted. The drive was brief and quiet. We returned to the dealership and I waited for the trial close. Uh, all car dealers are the same. They always have the trial close. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Again, the sign of who cares. If you don't buy the car, somebody else is going to buy <laughs> that's, the car. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go through the trial close. I'm not going to play a game with you. I'm going to get an arm and a leg for this car, and if you don't want to give me your arm and your leg, I'll get it from the next guy that walks to the door. And that's the way it is. Uh, Graham suggested we go inside, find his desk. As he walked, he explained that all their cars have a $3,995 addendum. Can we just say 4000 We can. $4,000 over sticker, folks, over MSRP. Even though, and we're not through, we're just getting started even though they were not yet posted on the vehicle. So that's the reason the addendums weren't out there. Uh, they sell them so fast they don't have time to put the addendums on. At his desk, he showed me the one that had been ripped from another vehicle. 
The 3995 was for Digicut window tent. I hadn't heard that one before. Who? Digicut. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, what? did you cut your finger off? And that was like, I was going to say Josh. Josh right? That's as okay, good, that, that's as good okay, as my little brother. Okay, yeah. you're going to supplement your income. Yeah. We you are sending finger? you to the tell, comedy corner. Tell Josh I said that way. He might be listening. Yeah. With a one-year warranty, uh, and also anti-teft, anti-teft, anti-teft. Be careful. Relax. Yeah, that was uh, um, uh, um, was was it printed or written out? It was printed. Printed. So they actually printed. Uh, the, the emphasis. Theft. The emphasis was mine. <laughs> it's supposed to. It's supposed to be theft. Yeah. It was a T H E F T. Supposed to be anti-theft Willocks. But Ram, Ram spelled it theft. Well, he didn't. He did. Somebody did. Yeah. Whoever typed that thing up, anti-theft Willocks. Yeah. Uh, nitrogen filled tires. We had a little conversation about nitrogen earlier in the show. Totally worthless. In case you don't know that, that breath you just took was 78 percent nitrogen. Nitrogen is free. Nitrogen is free. <laughs> yeah. So is the air you breathe. And permaplate paint protection. I hear a lot of that permaplate paint protection. So uh, that's uh, that's the garbage they put on there, and they jack up the price four thousand dollars for stuff that's totally worthless. He also had a brochure, a little plastic stand that explained what permaplate was. Kind of like that. What they got? Alliteration? Permaplate? A lot of permaplate. A lot of alliteration. Permaplate paint protection. I, I love that. Permaplate. Okay. I, I told Ram I was going to think I wasn't going to get a good deal. <laughs> he said he'd do his best <laughs> was, for me. It was beginning to dawn on me. All right. When Ram returned with a price, he was quick to point out that I had received a big discount. He said... It was unheard of in today's market to get a discount like this. Mm. Yeah, there's Ram uh, telling the truth. Ram said that a lot of dealerships are going $6,000, even $10,000 over MSRP. And that is true. In fact, we've seen them go forty dollars and $50,000 over MSRP. Then he told me that since they just received a shipment, and I seem ready to buy today, he may be able to get the manager to come down and price even more. Ron asked if I was a recent college graduate or a military veteran. I was neither. Now, of course, this is uh, a way to get somebody in the door and tell them that they don't qualify because they come up with these obscure discounts. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a justification for a discount that they're not going to give you anyway. We looked over the worksheet. The top line was MSRP $27,580. It was a $1,000 discount. You know, sounds, that sounds good, which someone had highlighted in yellow. Then they added $4,000, $39.95, and actually labeled the line New Vehicle Addendum. I've never seen that. No. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting. They also added uh, $287 in taxable fees. Now, a taxable fee is a phony fee. Taxable, real fees, government fees, you don't tax government fees. They're already taxed. That's double taxation. So the $287 is a hidden fee. that They're calling it a taxable fee. And they're also adding another $999 dock fee, which is also taxable, but they don't call that one a taxable fee. They call it a dock fee. So they call these things anything they want to because Florida law allows dealers to call hidden fees anything they want. And they typically try to find something that sounds legitimate. Taxable fee sounds, yeah. 
Sounds fairly legitimate to me. And doc <coughs> fee, we all know a documentary fee. That's if you bought a house, you, you know, had a loan recently, documentary fees. You see that all the time. So these are hidden phony fees with phony names. My real price was 31861 Now we're up to $4,281 mm. over MSRP. And that was after a $1,000 discount, right. which was the biggest discount that he'd ever seen. And I'm already up to 4000 I'm losing ground. I asked how much it was, and he said he wasn't sure. Okay. Mm. Oh, I, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I skipped ahead. Uh, he left something out. The perm plate <laughs> only covered the exterior. So the worthless permaplate protection didn't cover the interior. I had to pay more to get the interior protected, and the interior is already protected from the factory warranty uh, for three years or uh, some some period of time. So all of this stuff is worthless. I told him I wasn't keen on paying that much over MSRP, and wondered out loud about waiting this market out before buying. Graham asked me if he could get me closer to MSRP, would we have a deal? Then he asked me to excuse him. So he went back, we're playing the game now, running back and forth to the manager, the salesman, back and forth. He came back with an assistant sales manager, who was probably just another salesman, mm -hmm. calling himself an assistant sales manager. It's like the service department. Everybody go to the service sales department. It's like a bank, everybody's a vice president. Well, a car dealership, everybody's an assistant manager. Uh, and the assistant manager didn't introduce herself. She just asked if I'd be interested in leasing. <laughs> she said she could give me an extra $2,000 off if I lease. Now, if you listen to this show, if you read our blogs, you know that dealers on the average make two or $3,000 more when they lease a car than when they sell a car. And that's the reason you've heard this term, if you listen to the show, the lease flip. Salespeople are trained to switch a person from a purchase buyer to a lease buyer because you can make more money that way. And they do make a lot more money when they lease cars to you. Uh, anyway, I declined, excuse myself, to the restroom. When I returned to the desk, Ram was waiting the, the general manager, Ali. Ali asked me to follow him and led me to his office. He said he really wanted to make his work for me today and showed me his computer screen to justify his price. He said he'd get me a great deal and wanted to get me to, uh, to around 32000 out the door. He actually, that was a pretty effective thing. I, I didn't include, include the picture. He showed her a screen of V-Auto, which is our, um, the, mainly it's the pricing program and the yeah. inventory program for used cars. Yeah. But it gives you, it tells you what the market price is out there. And so he was showing her on that screen that this brand new Rogue, um, a used one, a 2021, is worth as much used as the as the brand new one, as the MSRP, Ooh. and that that is true. Yeah. Now that's interesting. V Auto. Remember that name, V Auto, because it's a it's a predominant pricing tool that virtually all dealers use, yeah. right, Steve? Yeah. And uh, they actually get their data directly from the, the transactions, so they know uh, what any year make model car, new use or otherwise, what these transaction prices are, and they tell dealers what they are, so they don't sell it below what the transaction. Well, it gives you an idea. So, like when you get a when you first put a used car for sale, you can adjust it. Say, if let's say the average market price was yeah. twenty thousand, you can say, all right, well, for the first week, I'm going to put up there for twenty one thousand, yeah. and then I'm going to lower it over over time. It's yeah. pretty handy. 
So remember that term, V is a Victor, V Auto. And if you're talking to a dealer, if you're uh, doing some research, try to find out what the V Auto number is on the vehicle you're thinking about buying. That's If you can buy it at that number below, you're not getting taken advantage of too badly. Uh, uh, where am I here? Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, t- he, he said t- he re- wanted. To, he said he wanted to get me at around thirty-two thousand out the door. Yeah, yeah. He typed on his computer for a few minutes before printing a new worksheet and revised figures. This time, there was a thirty-two hundred dollar discount from SR, MSRP before adding thirty-nine ninety-five <laughs> back, and then he had done the nine ninety-five and the two eighty-seven. So another thirteen hundred dollars in round numbers on top of the four thousand. This time, my price was only $2,081 over MSRP. You know, and the funny thing is, that's not really too bad. I mean, that's, it's not MSRP, but uh, it's probably below the average addendum over MSRP that we're seeing today. I told my appreciator's effort to move in my direction, but I decided to wait until the market normalized before getting a new car. He warned me it'd be, uh, it would be a while. So. And he may be right. We don't know. I, I, I have to admit, I confess, I thought things would be back to normal before now. Uh, they're not. Prices are coming down. And uh, there are dealers. We talked to a, a caller of the show earlier that bought a Lexus for MSRP. And uh, there are other instances that we've had mystery shopping reports uh, where cars were sold at MSRP or for a few hundred dollars. So those opportunities exist, but you got to work real hard to get them. So now we're at the point in the show where we vote, and we remember. I always remind when you vote out there, we 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 grade on the curve. If if we if we grade on a straight A B C D, everybody would fail, and that doesn't make sense because we have to have a recommended list, and we have that on our website, and uh, we recommend the better dealers, and we don't recommend the worst dealers. And that's the curve. So percentile-wise, how do you look at I-95 Nissan? Percentile-wise, how do you think they compare with other Nissan dealers? And remember, Nissan dealers in general are pretty bad. (laughs) I I, I say that, and I can back it up. So if you want to sue me, sue me. Uh, I've been doing this for 20 years, and nobody's ever sued me because the best defense against libel and slander is the truth, and I'm telling the truth. There we go. Let's hear the votes. All right, we have grades coming in from the internet. Um, on Facebook, Andrew gives them a C. Tim in Yuma gives them, says I-95. I don't. I think not. Yeah. F. Um, Ken says, for truth in advertising, the salesperson should have said to all prospective customers, "Sucks to you to be you today, because when you purchase an overpriced vehicle from me." I will get an arm and leg from you. I grade him an F because I can't grade him a G. And going over to some text, uh, Jonathan Wellington says, I-95 Nissan, keep driving. Unless you have so much money, you don't care about getting cheated with nitrogen-filled tires and other worthless items, not to mention great discounts, in quotes. I'll give them an F. Uh, we have a D minus, too many games by from a Nissan in Nashville. <laughs> Frank says, such another bad dealership, uh, D minus. And then Bob says C for I-95. Very good. I'm going to go with a, um, a C minus. Okay. C minus. Because we've got a little time before we get the scores from Rick and Nancy, I want to show that I was right. I got the name. It's Ramalama Ding Dong. Ramalama. 
It's a song by Edsels. Rocky Sharp and the Replays, and there it is. Yeah. Eh. I know that song. Rama Lama Ding Dong. The okay. song was written by George Jones, and he performed it with the Edsels. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Then Rocky got it afterwards. <laughs> there you okay, go. Okay, uh, Mark Anderson with an F. Negan one. F, get out fast. <laughs> I've got... Let's see here. Tom with a D. Too many games. What a contrast from Nashville Nissan. Brian, hidden fees get an F from me. Mark Ryan, F. Too many old school tactics and hurdles the consumer had to overcome. Wayne with an F. Scott with an F. Cram1624, I'll permanently wait to buy from Nissan. F. Uh, myself, I'm going to give them... The D plus, I'm gonna say, all right, you don't quite get C with that $39.95 addendum, mm -hmm. but it it was all kind of above board. They, oh. you know, they brought it right out in the open, but you know, you got you're gonna have to fight if you want a fair price out of them. I think. You know, we never <clears throat> we've never defined when we agreed on the curve. Do we do, do we do the curve within the brand of the dealership? In other words, among Nissan, we do it in general for all dealers, don't we? Yeah, I, it's all—it's very informal. I think it's a general thing, but yeah. you know. But when we talk about Nissan, um, they were a little bit better than most Nissans. So I see what you're saying. They could actually be yeah. above a C. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move along, Nancy. Um, I'm going to give them an F. It's too many games for me. I don't like games, and. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you what, the Nissan out in uh, Tennessee, that was, uh, yeah. was a, that was a pretty refreshing uh, mystery shopper report because there are some dealers out there that, you know, even though they're out of state. We got spoiled by them. Yeah, and it sticks out in your mind, oh. and it uh, leaves a sour, you know, taste in your mouth whenever you read this mystery shopping report from I-95 Nissan. Mm -hmm. well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, we have to clarify this in the future, but... I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an assumption. We should start grading on the curve within the brand. That's what I'm thinking. Otherwise, all Lexus dealers would get an A, uh, and uh, and and all Nissan dealers would get an F. I'm gonna give them a C. I think they're an average Nissan dealer, and I think Nissan dealers uh, leave a lot to be desired, and I think the manufacturer bears a lot of responsibility for that. So, I agree. Official grade is a C. Yeah, and we got two minutes. I just want to say one more thing about Nissan. One of the things that really uh, the dealers hate Nissan about the manufacturer is their stair step incentives. And Nissan does a very, very uh, nasty thing to all their dealers. They just, I think they, they think about stopping it, but they make the dealers sell a certain amount of cars or they penalize them very badly. And they push them so hard, they have to push the customer so hard that it creates a brand image and a brand brand problem. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, to all you folks out there that uh, YouTube, to text, who called, who listened, uh, you know we're here and we're on your side. Stay tuned next week, same time, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend.